What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the 90-something edition. We've done a lot of episodes of this thing, of the Round the League podcast. I'm Ryan. And I'm Jake. Um, we have a lot to get into today. I feel like a couple topics we really haven't covered. Um, I know the past couple episodes have been uh, more either power, you know, specific uh, angle that we've taken, uh, an approach we've taken to the episode that doesn't really uh, cover topics specifically, but teams and whole bunch of stuff and we had that little break at the end of the off season that we just weren't doing podcasts so um there's a whole bunch of stuff going on obviously we're about two two weeks what what jake i'm, I'm losing track of time two weeks into the season now um each team has played probably seven to nine games uh still pretty early some surprises some not surprises um I first, and let's get right into it, I want to start off in Philadelphia with Ben Simmons, a topic that we really, I mentioned just a couple of seconds ago, we haven't divin- uh, dived deep into a couple of topics, and this is one of them, the Ben Simmons story, um, and actually today, uh, when we recorded this podcast, new, you know, more news came out about that, that, uh, well, if you don't know, and you're living under a rock, Ben Simmons hasn't played with the Philadelphia 76ers this season so far um he requested a trade came to training camp just decided you know or didn't even show to training camp he came to practice and just didn't show effort ducks uh duck rivers excuse me um kicked him out of practice and then they basically suspended him and were fining him for missing days and stuff then he cited that he had mental he wasn't mentally fit to play so they gave him that excuse um and now the latest is is that he's just not cooperating with the team and you know the team is willing to give him help to get his mental state right Uh, obviously mental health is a big big issue um and more of a rising not a rising issue but becoming more accepted uh in just everyday life and he's just not taking it um so they're resuming it they're taking away his three hundred sixty thousand dollar game checks again and fining him for missing practice and stuff I say all of that to ask you, who is this benefiting more by Ben Simmons not playing? Um, Or, you know, how do you see this getting resolved? Like, I don't even know what the answer is. I have, I don't, excuse me. I, I don't even know what the question is to ask you because it's like, I have my own thoughts on this and I'll let you go first. So I'll just kind of let you take the floor and run with it however you want. Well, I guess it's a good thing that the Sixers are winning basketball games right now because they have the best record in a very tough East right now. Um, and they've played one more game than the Heat and the Bulls, which have uh, the second best record. But I've talked about this in our kind of hint at this with the um, – with our season preview about how this is kind of a battle between Daryl Morey and Ben Simmons and Ben Simmons just keeps making it worse on himself. Um, And in a league in which we have player empowerment and that's something to a T that we stress about over and over again, about how that has evolved over time. um, Ben Simmons is just taking that and running with it and he's willing to drive this out uh, as long as, he wants to, and and so is Daryl Moore in the Sixers, and why, this is why this is such a staring contest between the two, and we haven't really heard that much of it. Um, at some point during the offseason, 
uh, even after several months removed from the Philadelphia 76ers Atlanta series, we started to really hear about it. And that was really the only topic of discussion. So uh, I know we didn't go into it too much, but this is going to keep playing itself out until maybe the deadline. But still, if you even look at the deadline, that's where contenders make moves. And what contender wants a guy in Ben Simmons that uh, is, what, not going to play a game up to the trade deadline and is also fit for a team in which I believe he needs to be the center of attention. And uh, I think he's a guy that wants that center of attention too, so you're not going to really throw him on a contender. So really, when does this end? I'm not too sure. Um, They're already finding him, like you mentioned, uh, it came out that they fined him for uh, Thursday's game. Uh, I believe that was yesterday, depending on when you listen to this. Uh, $360,000. Uh, he doesn't care, and Clutch doesn't care either. Obviously, that's their client, and they're going to ride out with their client uh, as far as they want to. So uh, as far as from a basketball perspective, of course it impacts them, but seeing that they're winning games early on in the season – uh, especially without Joel Embiid, in, at least in one, and Tobias Harris, I believe, missed some, some games as well. Um, it doesn't, I mean, of course it concerns you because he's such a deep defensive presence on that team. And looking how they lost last year, they really could they really could use him depending on who they face uh, this season. If they want to go all the way, they're going to have to face the likes of Brooklyn, Milwaukee, that has gotten better offensively. Uh, and the Miami Heat have really shown that they can not only be one of the top defenses in the league, but also a very scary uh, offense as well. So the top dogs in the East, they're going to have to face them. Uh, is Again, we saw Danny Green get run off the court by Trey Young. Is Matisse Thibel enough to stay, stay with Trey Young? Uh, or whoever it may be, I'm just bringing up an example because if it's not for Ben Simmons in that series um, – it doesn't even go seven like it did. Um, so, yeah, uh, obviously they do need him, but uh, it's it's really just – it's going to be who blinks first. Like I said, it's a staring contest at the end of the day, and uh, there doesn't seem to be any bite from any of the two parties. So we'll see how long it plays out. This is just – it's – almost become a touchy subject because of the whole mental health health for me um because listen mental health is not to play with if someone is not mentally fit to do their job they shouldn't have to and i fully support that but at the same time when he's not when ben simmons is not taking the treatment that the sixers are offering the sixers are like listen we're going to get you the help that you need to better your mental well-being and he's just like no i'm okay it almost comes off to me, and, and I don't want to offend anyone. It's just an excuse that, hey, it was an excuse that lasted him for, what, three weeks, four weeks now? That, hey, maybe even not that long, that I can get away with not showing up to work every day and just kind of doing whatever I want, and hopefully they trade me. So now it's like, okay, they're going to start finding me again and taking away my game checks. What you know? What's my next plan of action? I think that Ben Simmons is going through, and I hope that's not the case. I really hope that, um, not that I hope that there's something that his mental well-being is wrong, but that he's getting help for that, and that that's truly the case as to why he's not playing. Obviously, we know he doesn't want to be there, but that that's part of it as well. 
And I hope that he get you know, he he's seeking someone for that because obviously whatever the Sixers are doing, he's just not complying with. Um, and in my in it, to me, he's just hurting himself in terms of his trade value because, like you said, Jake, and I don't even think he'll get that far. But why would a team? And I, I'll even go deeper into what you said. Why would a team want Ben Simmons right now? Um, someone who they don't know where he is mentally, truly, truly where he is mentally. I mean, is he good? Is he not good? Where like where is he at? Um, someone who hasn't played basketball in a long time you know, game action. And the long, every day that goes by, the longer it is. The last time you saw him on a basketball court, he looked God awful. I mean, I, I just not playable, especially in today's NBA. I mean, and then on top of everything, he's a guy who, and we've heard multiple reports. I mean, it's not just one person saying it. I mean, you've heard pe- people upon people saying, He's going to do what he wants to do. Um, you know, he's not, he doesn't want to develop a jumper, basically. He's content, basically, with how he plays the game. And he's not going to listen to anyone else but himself. You know, pe- people in his inner circle, he, I don't even think he listens to. Um, and to me, it's just like, <laughs> why, why as a contending team do you want to trade and break up, you know, something in your locker room when you have something good going? For a guy that yeah his talent is amazing if he uses it right but you don't know what you're going to get with the guy i mean it's uh, to me i think there's some logical trade options out there that teams can take a risk you know you look at portland i think that's been mentioned multiple times it's kind of like what's going on there seems to be stale uh it's just not going to work um to start the season they are what are they're three and five i mean just and we'll, we'll get into portland in a little bit um, you know, obviously Sacramento has been mentioned. I think that would be just, I would laugh at that because it's like, okay, you don't want to be in Philly. Well, guess what? We're just going to send you to rot basically in, in Sacramento, which every year just, they can never put it together and it is what it is. Um, so there's a whole bunch of, of, of scenarios that can play out. Um, I guess the, in the next, let's say by new year's, do you see Ben Simmons getting traded playing? you see this resolved or is this, you know, just going to be a staring contest and a stalemate uh, longer than that? Yeah, well, it all depends on any team willing to, again, take on someone like Ben Simmons and see his value in him, of course. Now, I do think on the other hand, you look at, Lowering the expectations, I think I've talked about this before, can be very huge for him. Um, and I think, you know, Philly's gone through a bunch of stuff with him in order to, as we mentioned with the mental health stuff, try and find different opportunities and paths to try and get him back on track. Listen, I, I think the comments from Doc Rivers and Joel Embiid were definitely uh, not something that Ben Simmons uh, – and Ben Simmons fans wanted to hear. Um, but at the end of the day, we're far removed from that. Um, and again, we keep hearing about all this Ben Simmons stuff. And at the end of the day, it's, it just, it comes back to the public perception and definitely the fan base of Philly um, really just being harsh on their players. They want to win. Um, and they want to, uh, 
have a championship in Philadelphia. And ultimately, Ben Simmons isn't, uh, I guess, worthy of, or not worthy, that's the wrong word to use, but he isn't built for that. It, it takes some time, especially for a young player, to develop the confidence sometimes to go out and perform in front of a city like Philadelphia. And the backlash that the fans give to him, it's just been too much. And he's dug himself too big of a hole. Uh, you can't mention enough. So we'll see what happens. But, but it's just going to keep going and going. It, I, for me, it could be up to a year until we see Ben Simmons moved. Yeah, I, I don't think it'll be that long. But um, I just think the other factor is if he does decide to play again for the Sixers and just to try to up his trade value, the reception for the fans will not be kind. I mean, Philly fans are just, they they wear their emotions on their sleeve um, and he'll hear it from them. And I think that's something else he'll need to deal with. And I think if anything, that's, talk about mental well-being, he'll need to prepare himself for that because uh, th- that will be a sight to see. Um, if and w- I mean, obviously, even if he gets traded to team, the return to Philly will be a game that, uh, you know, will probably be nationally televised. But if he decides to play for the Sixers again, I would want to watch that game, just the fan interaction that goes on. Um, I want to transition now to a similar uh, subject in terms of a player not playing. That's Kyrie Irving. Uh, real quick, I want to touch on this um, because there was a there was some hope. Uh, Kyrie obviously still not playing for the Nets, um, not practicing, not doing anything, um, and there was some hope. There was a new uh, mayor elected in New York City, and maybe there was some hope that the vaccine requirements would differ. It came out today. There's going to be no difference in. He's not changing the vaccine requirement, which basically ends. I mean, unless Kyrie decides to get the vaccine, um, it ends his hope of playing this season, or at least in New York. Um, how do you see that being resolved? Yeah, I, I think, uh, I, I don't know, because it's, again, it's Kyrie Irving, and he's willing to hold out um, as much as he wants to. The main thing with this is that I was going to point out is that for a team that we've really just continuously uh, regarded as one of the best offensive teams we've ever seen with the foul baiting rules, now we've seen James Harden's scoring numbers dip, uh, and he's still going to be great. There's no question about that. But you have those top two of KD and and Harden, and then uh, I remember Patty Mills had a great season opener, but there are games where – you do question, which it's crazy for me to even think about this, you do question um, the offense of this team just because of these new rule changes with James Harden. And and then also, um, you know, we saw Joe Harris last year in the playoffs. We saw uh, Blake Griffin was pretty good in that that Bucs series. But I do think that there is a question without Kyrie Irving as to how far they can go this year. Um, and of course the defense is what it is there. Um, I don't really have to go into depth there, but, um, I I do think that there are some questions, um, if Kyrie Irving isn't able to play because, you know, there is some depth on this team, but it's also, okay, you're throwing Paul Millsap, LaMarcus Aldridge into the game. 
uh, how much durability do those guys have at some at this point in their career? Um, and it's just a whole bunch of question marks. Um, as is for the older teams in the league, like the Lakers as well. Um, but I, I really do think not having your third star there, uh, it just gives you way more of a punch. Um, and there's teams in the East that have really surprised us thus far that can, that can give the Nets a run for their money. Yeah, I, I think from just a basketball point of view, um, the Nets... This the East is nothing to play around with as we've seen so far um, this season. But you know, I think it's it's it goes much deeper than just um, Kyrie not playing. It's relationships that he's built. Uh, if I'm Kevin Durant, how do you feel if he ends up not playing this season? Like, hey, you know, we were in this for a common goal. James Harden coming over. Hey, we we all bought in for a common goal, and now. You know, no matter what they say publicly, privately, I'm saying, you know, we all agreed on one thing, and that's to win a, a championship, and you're just not bought in because of this certain thing. Um, and listen, everyone has their choice of what, you know, he's sitting out for with the vaccine, but it's like, uh, we've had this conversation before in terms of the vaccine and everything. We're not, we won't get back into it, but it's just, um, it's it's confusing to me, and just Kyrie does what Kyrie wants, and that's basically where I'll leave it. Um, let's go now to the Lakers. Um, Lakers lost again last night, or when you listen to this set, uh, Thursday night, to Oklahoma City Thunder blowing a 19-point lead um, when they just blew, was it a 20-plus point lead or another 19-point lead a couple nights ago? 20-plus. I think it was 20, like 26. 26-point like lead a couple nights ago against the same Oklahoma City Thunder team, uh, both times without LeBron. LeBron will be out for a week uh, with an abdominal strain, which I want to get into as well. It seems, listen, every year it seems like whatever LeBron team that he's on, we always, at some point in the season, is it time to worry? Is it time to worry? Last season, we should have been worried. Um, previous seasons, no. Are you worried about this Laker team with injuries, just everything that has gone on? to this point and we're only they're only nine games in are you, are you worried about this team I would say probably not just because we see how the overall landscape of the Western Conference even before the season was going to be without uh, Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers are really struggling right now um, that's a topic I guess for a different day uh, and then Jamal Murray with the Nuggets, we know that they're going to be without him for much of the season. So for me, if this was a very, very stacked Western Conference with those guys playing and not, um, I'll say like the, the Warriors do scare me as a potential threat to the Lakers, um, just because when Klay Thompson ba uh, comes back, he's going to be a seamless fit um, as he was before and and really with... Uh, just a rejuvenated uh, Warriors offense and defense that looks just simply amazing on on all levels. Um, but as far as the Lakers go, I think you look at every single LeBron James team when they're newly formed, and I say that just because you add a guy like Russell Westbrook, which he's enough to really, I mean, and then you look down the line and, and they don't 
they don't have too many returning guys from last year's team. But every LeBron James team always has this scare early on. Uh, you look at uh, the Miami Heat in the big three that first year, 2010-2011. Uh, they got off to a rough start. You look at even the 2014 Cavs, um, when they first got together, same thing, struggled at the start and then picked it up. Um, so I think I'm not too sure on, like, the numbers, like how uh, how many new players uh, were on those teams. But the nucleus was the difference there. Um, and I think overall, if you look at this entire Lakers team, they do have struggles um, on the defensive end early on. Uh, and that's, of course, you know, Russell Westbrook's not the best defender. Um, and LeBron's getting old, AD. Um, you've seen the injuries he's dealt with um, and him being asked to play the five uh, is something that, I mean, I guess Frank Vogel is not too confident in because he started like a center with him and he's, you know, AD's picked up the load at, at the five recently, but um, it's something that obviously Vogel hasn't fully invested in just yet. Um, but overall, I think that, when it comes time uh, in the playoffs, again, we talk about this every single year. Last year was a bit of a scare, and rightfully so. They lost in the first round. Um, I think once they get back their guys, because they still are missing a couple key pieces that I think will really help them out um, offensively and with spacing, because right now uh, the spacing's definitely not great, and that's what happens when you have a guy like Russell Westbrook on the court. Um, who just absolutely can't shoot the three f to save his life. And I think that that's going to be something that's that you need shooters like Wayne Ellington and uh, Trevor Reza to be on the court, uh, along with Carmelo Anthony, who's been arguably one of their best players um, for them in terms of the offensive end and giving them life there. So, uh, yeah, losing the Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, it does – uh, give me a scare because that's the worst team in the league and they blew uh, two massive leads to them. Uh, and so that does take a hit on your the chemistry of that team because it's never good to lose to, to that bad of a team. Uh, and again, the Thunder not even trying to compete right now. So that just tells you all you need to know about that. But in the end, I think they'll be fine. They just you know, need some time to gel because, again, Russell Westbrook is one of those guys where it lots of teams that he's on, it, it takes time to gel. Uh, and with all these new pieces, uh, it's just inevitable that it's just going to take some time. So that's what I think at the moment on them. Here's my concern because I – and it relates to LeBron in a sense – you look at LeBron and throughout his career, injuries have never been a factor. All of a sudden, since he's been to the Lakers, that first year injuries caused a big factor. Um, they dropped. They never even made the playoffs because even though they were fourth at the time he went out around Christmas time, they dropped off because of how much time he missed. Last season, the one season he didn't miss, they win a championship. Then last season, um, he misses and... They fall to the seventh seed, I think. Him and AD both missing games, and they fall to the seventh seed out in the first round. Um, and now this year, he's injured again. 
and I don't want to say this is the beginning of the end, but it almost feels as so with him getting injured and this is becoming a recurring thing. And then on top of the fact, you have a guy who, I mean, Charles Barkley nicknamed Street Clothes because Anthony Davis can never stay healthy and you don't know when he's going to get injured and when he'll be out, how much time for. It's just, you hear a lot of people saying, oh, when the, when the Lakers get healthy, they'll be fine. Is Are they ever actually going to get healthy? Um, Kendrick Nunn out, Taylor Horton Tucker out, now LeBron, obviously the biggest one of that all, out. Um, Trevor Reza out. You know, you have guys who are out. It's like when they come back, is that team ever going to be fully healthy? I don't know. In my opinion, I don't think so. Um, can they do it without Kendrick Nunn, Taylor Horton Tucker, and Trevor Reza? Probably. They can probably, um, you know, move along without them. Do Would that help? Yes. I don't know. It's just blowing two 20-something point leads. I know it's first couple weeks of the season, but it's just like, it's not a great look. Um, Anthony Davis is supposed to be, you know, a top five player in this league. Russell Westbrook obviously is Russell Westbrook, and he's a top player in this league as well. And I think, you know, their vision, you know, the Lakers' vision that, hey, you know, even if LeBron is healthy, he can take off some nights, basically play, you know, 68, 70 games. And those 10 to 12 games, Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis can take care of, you know, what we need to do and, even if we are 500 in those games, we'll be fine. Um, I don't know what, what they're going to be like. Obviously, LeBron's out at least a week. Uh, in that week time, they play the Trailblazers, the Hornets, and the Heat, pending if he's back on time. If not, then Minnesota and uh, the Spurs as well. They can win a couple of these games, it looks like. I, I know the Heat will probably be the toughest one out of all of those Um it's just it's concerning to me the health of this team. Um, if they're healthy, listen, they're they're one of the favorites in the league. Also, we talked about this on last week's episode and coaching. I mean, Frank Vogel, I think, is going to be really really be exposed um, for better or for worse uh, with his rotations, what he can do, um, how he manages the game because you know you don't have your on court coach anymore. With LeBron, obviously you still have uh, you, you still have Rondo coming off the bench, who's like a coach, um, but managing uh, minutes for guys, um, and I think for them, and they saw that last last season, you can't just kind of limp into the playoffs. You know, they can ask the people right across the the the, the hallway from them in the Clippers, you know, who the past couple seasons, hey, you know, let's just get into the playoffs and then we can, you know, figure it out then. It doesn't work. Sorry. Um, you need to figure out on the regular season. Um, if there's one topic I'll overreact to, I guess it's this one. Um, and it's just that it's concerning to me to a certain extent, injury-wise, that LeBron all of a sudden has not become injury-prone, but he's getting more injured. And I think that's due to age. You know, father time is undefeated. LeBron will still be LeBron. I think when he's healthy, he's one of the best players in the league, but that's when he's healthy. Anthony Davis, same thing. When he's healthy... He's one of the best players in the league. And then you have Russell Westbrook, who's still trying to get adjusted to, hey, when all three of us play on the court at once. And, you know, if you can't get all three of them on the court together playing, excuse me, a lot of minutes together, that's going to be an issue. And I think rotation-wise, what are you going to do with Anthony Davis? Are you putting him at the five? Are you not putting him at the five? Are you just going to basically, you know, you might as well just play all five guys in the paint and just have him stand there and 
hopefully that you guys just overpower the other team. And I don't think that will happen um, because you, you mentioned you have a really good Golden State team who's still waiting to get back Clay Thompson and James Wiseman. You have a, a really good Utah team that shouldn't be overlooked. Um, Phoenix will get their footing. Um, you know, you have teams that will get their footing. Obviously, the Clippers will get Kawhi back uh, at some time this season. So come playoff time, it's like, again, you limp in there as a six or seven seed. You're not getting out of the first round, in my opinion. For me, I think, like I said, the injuries do concern me. Uh, we mentioned about Taylor Horton Tucker, Kendrick Nunn, of course, LeBron. Those are your playmakers there. And Russell Westbrook right now, I guess the good news is that despite having a rough start in terms of his first couple games of the season, he's gotten his footing back uh, with uh, some of these past couple games. Uh, but again, it is a lot of responsibility uh, without uh, a couple guys that can really run your offense and um, be kind of uh, a stabilizer for uh for your team to not allow something like this where you're blowing leads uh, left and right to one of the worst teams in the league to happen. So, uh, and then AD again, it's, it is an adjustment for him to be the head of the defense and to play uh, the five for this team. It requires a lot of responsibility. Uh, let's not get that mistaken. So uh, right now, uh, when LeBron's on the court, they have a plus 3.8 net rating. When he's off, three point or negative 3.1. Um, and then that goes down when you're looking at just Westbrook and uh, AD without LeBron to negative 5.6. So uh, they're struggling without LeBron right now, and it makes sense. I think I think I, if I remember back to last year, LeBron was one of those guys that kind of, again, he's been that guy for his whole career where he's, able to take that um, big shot and able to uh, stabilize your offense so you're not uh, letting this type of stuff happen. So, um, again, it's, it, it really gives a big blow to your chemistry when you lose a game like this um, or multiple games like this. Um, but I think they'll be fine. Uh, I really don't worry about it too much because – I, talk, I talked about it on our season preview, the older, the wiser, uh, but also the older, the less healthier. So ultimately, I think they just need to, uh, they need to just get healthy, stay, stay on the court, and I think everything else will fall. Yeah, my, my thing is, is it, can they stay healthy? I, I don't know. Um, that's what concerns me the most. I, I yeah. You have a brand. I mean, this is as new as a team as as you can make. I mean, we talked about it a few weeks ago. You basically have all but three, four guys uh, returning. You know that. Or excuse me. You only have three or four guys returning from last season compared to everyone else, and it's just like this is. I mean, you need to get your. We talked about. It, we thought a few years ago, and I always will go back to it because both of us and both of us were guilty of it with the Clippers. Hey, you know. You know the, they'll get it. The, you know they'll get their they'll get their chemistry down, and they're going to go on to win the chip. And what happened? They blew a three-one series lead, never got their chemistry down, 
And, you know, that to this day, they still haven't won a championship when people thought they would be winning, you know, multiple championships. The Lakers, you know, the Lakers saw that firsthand. I mean, with the whole, you know, rivalry and both teams going back and forth at each other. And even though they never played a, played a playoff series, you know, it was a nice little rivalry they had. And I think, you know, they don't need to look too far to say, hey, you know, this is what can happen right here. It's proof. You know, we don't play together and we, we don't get healthy. This is what's going to happen. Um, but if we do, we, there's a lot of potential for this team. Moving on to the Boston Celtics, um, not the way the, not the start of the season that they wanted to. Um, they are currently four and five on the season after getting they started two and five, getting two straight wins versus Orlando and an impressive win versus Miami. Um, that didn't come before though. Marcus Smart uh, a couple of days ago after that collapsed to the Bulls, that dropped them to two and five on the season, calling out. Um, basically two guys who he's been teammates with for a while and the two stars, you know, the two centerpieces of the Celtics, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, uh, calling for them to pass the ball more. Um, and, you know, just a weird way to call them out. I know Marcus Smart is the emotional leader on that team. Um, and really, I mean, just overall the leader on that, that team and uh, wears his emotions on his sleeve. Was this the right thing? Obviously, they've responded with two impressive. Obviously, Orlando they should have beaten. Miami very impressive. Started off the season six and one, now six and two with that loss. And really, I mean, just I wouldn't say the Celtics played great, but they played good enough to win and held Miami on uh, on the offensive end to only seventy eight points. Was this the right thing in your opinion that Marcus Smart did, or could he have handled this better? Yeah, I, I would say that. Marcus Smart, I want to say that he's not the, he's the right person, I think, from a, you you talked about this, how he's an emotional leader. I think he's the right guy to, especially with a new coach, uh, and they just had a new guy in the, the basketball operation that, the, that was their former coach in Brad Stevens. They have a lot of new pieces, um, especially around management. Um, and so I do think he's the right guy from an emotional perspective, but from a basketball perspective, maybe not. Um, I know that uh, he's not doing as well on the offensive end uh, from pre- previous seasons. Um, defensively, he's still uh, a really good defender. Um, again, kind of dropped off from where he used to be, but still good. Um, he's, of course, not going to get uh, thrown onto uh, and played around in terms of like a mismatch or whatever it may be. He can stand his ground um, on the defensive end, but I just feel as if he's the wrong guy right now in terms of just how his season's been going so far to throw Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum under the bus. Um, He's not really, um, you know, there's guys that are better than him on that team. Um, And we know that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are two of those guys, but also, you know, he could slip past the third or fourth best guy on that team as well. He's not, from a basketball perspective, um, one, two, three, or four, maybe five, maybe four. But also, I just think as if Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, they do need to utilize um, their playmaking and get better at that. Um, and they do need to be able to find teammates. Um, he is right about that. Um, I just feel as if, He's 
not the guy on the basketball end that should be talking about that right now, um, seeing how the season has been going um, so far. But that's a team that has a lot of dysfunction right now. Um, they've picked it up the past two games, like you mentioned, but um, they have a lot to really um, to really learn from. Um, if this was the comment to get them over the hump, then so be it. Um, but they have a lot to to work on, and, and this is just, I guess, one stepping stone in terms of the multitude of things that are going to happen for them this season. Uh, we saw how much happened to them just last season with all the moving pieces and um, and the COVID stuff. They were one of the hardest hit teams by that. So um, I was kind of high on them hope, uh, going into the season. I hope that I'm not wrong about that. Uh, but again, this is a core that has been together for quite a while. Um, and so we fail to really talk about that, how they've been together and uh, they were, of course, successful, um, only to get dethroned uh, by the King uh, in Cleveland uh, for a couple years there. But I think all in all, it's it's a Boston team that needs to pick it up or else we could be looking at them as a team that um, might need some major changes from a um, from a player personnel perspective. This is, I mean, to me, I mean, especially with the way Marcus Smart, specifically Marcus Smart, um, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum, they've been through a lot together. And I heard, you know, hey, maybe he said something to them in person, they didn't listen to him, so he really got their attention by saying it to the media. This is something you should, uh, listen, so far it's worked. They've won two straight. This is something they probably should have kept in-house. Um, you have a new coach in Ime Adoku. Um, a new president of basketball ops guy, obviously Brad Stevens, promoting himself, and that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother story. Um, but to me, it's just this was this was interesting. I mean, I, I heard this, and obviously as a Heat fan, I'm not a big Celtics guy, so I, I laughed and kind of liked it. But it's just like really need to think before you speak because you don't need any extra added stress, especially like I just said first year head coach waited all his life for this and all of a sudden now he's having you know having to deal with this not internally but externally where the media is going to ask you about it every single day um i think that marcus smart who knows maybe you know this was something that he i don't think he pulled anyone aside i think it just came in the moment and maybe afterwards he's like hey i probably shouldn't have said that publicly but it is what it is um i would like to see how they move forward uh they're a team that and I think we even kind of debated this in our rankings, me and you. Uh, I thought they were a team that you know was going to kind of fall back, uh, especially the Bulls, the Heat getting better. You still have the Bucks. You still, you know, the Sixers have shown, and me and you debated that too. The Sixers have shown they're still a good basketball team without Ben Simmons. You still have the Nets. I mean, to me, they are the seventh or eighth best team in the East, if that. Um, and I think that Al Horford has been playing great basketball, but something needs to happen there i think movement wise uh i don't know with what obviously they move kemba but overall it's just this is a team that if you asked you know five years ago where they're going to be at four or five years ago i mean you would think that they would have already won a championship or maybe two and they've won none they have you know they're the king of getting to the eastern conference finals they can't get past that obviously losing to the lebron's Cavs, losing to the heat i mean they've lost year after year in the eastern conference finals so to me, this is um, 
a problem they'll need to resolve. Uh, and I think it'll get resolved just because of, like I said, how close these guys are um, playing with each other. I mean, they've played with each other for years now, I feel like. So um, I don't think it'll be that big of an ish- issue. I think what's going to be bigger of an issue is talent-wise and um, in terms of just putting it all the pieces together now uh, with your first-year head coach. Yeah, these past two games to get a win against Orlando, which, again, we know that they're not uh, trying to compete. But then Miami, I think that's a very impressive win, especially in the fashion that they did it. Uh, Really putting together great possessions defensively to get stops. And uh, even in a game in which Jason Tatum, I believe, had 10 points. So you're you're, um, number one option on the offensive end is – is not even uh, or barely putting up double digits and you still get the the win over a very impressive uh, Miami Heat team that's gone off to a great start themselves. So uh, I think if anything uh, would have been the problem, it would have been if they would have come out of that players-only meeting and stunk it up. But in turn, they've really turned on the Jets, um, we hope at least, and uh, – because you want to see a team like that that's been uh, together for so long, uh, especially with Ime Udoka, who's had his fair share of assistant coach jobs throughout the year or throughout the years and uh, has gotten his first shot here with the Celtics. You'd hate for that to uh, spiral down so quick. So uh, I, I think they'll they'll really get it together, and it, it shows through their first couple of games since that meeting that uh, – they're willing to uh, or they had a really good meeting and they were able to to figure that some things out. Um, you just assume just based off of uh, the past couple of games they've had. So uh, hoping that they they get things together for the long run. Yeah, um, let's move on to our last topic. Um, uh, like I said earlier, talk about Portland later in the episode. Here we are. Damian Lillard, his numbers have significantly dropped uh, this season, going from 28 points a game to 19. Um, Shooting-wise, just not shooting well at all, from 45% last season to 35% this season. Um, What has attributed, do you think, and I think we both know the answer possibly, to uh, Damian Lillard's um, regression this season, and also the Trailblazers 3-5, and new head coach Chauncey Billups, uh, that this has caused? You know, I actually don't really have a clear answer for that because it's not like he's been a guy that has been injured or even, I don't even care if it was last season, but the way he, and the Blazers lost against a team that uh, overpowered them when really if you look at their team, it was significant in the Denver Nuggets. They were significantly, uh, and that's because of injuries, but they were significant. The Blazers were basically supposed to win that series. That's what I'm getting to here. But Damian Lillard showed out. Uh, we know the monumental game five that he had where he couldn't miss a shot down the stretch. Um, and so I really couldn't point out a s- specific reason because a lot of the shots he's getting are, are open shots. Um, but if you look at the way rules have um, changed in this past year, uh, or excuse me, this this season alone, um, 
you see how scoring averages um, and the free throw attempts have uh, both decreased for a lot of the star players that were putting up 20 plus easily last season. Um, and so Damian Lillard's dropped nine points, six points. Uh, and he's getting the line for free throw attempts that are uh, decreased by 3.2 attempts from last season. So um, those two stats right there, I wanted to point out because you see the list of guys um, uh, on this graph that I'm, that I'm looking at right now. You look at Steph Curry, who won the, the scoring title last year, Bradley Beal, who was right there with him. Um, and both their averages have gone down. And you look along the, the likes of Joel Embiid, Giannis, um, Luca, who's thrives off these rules, but obviously can still be effective without them. Um, these are great talents. And of course we go back to the Damian Lillard thing. And um, I, I just think with, th this is really tough for Portland because we know the situation they're in and they're kind of just that team that coasts to the sixth seed. And it's really no more than a, a, a first and second round exit is really their ceiling um, every single year. And it looks more and more like it, especially with uh, at least we'll, we think that Damian Lillard will, will come back and we'll find his groove. It still is early on. So a lot of the stuff that we say are just early, um, I guess, projections that could very well not turn out to be true. So, but this is a Portland team that again, has those expectations every year because they don't really do much in the offseason to improve it. And again, this is a team in which Damian Lillard wants to be on, but uh, right now he has to get, um, uh, he, he just has to get himself in gear because a lot of the shots he's getting right now are open shots. Uh, you look at the game against Cleveland the other night, a lot of the shots he was getting some of it was great defense by Jared Allen. Evan Mobley uh, had a block on him uh, when he drove to the rim. So a lot of these shots were good, but uh, it's shots that he hits normally, um, but they just weren't falling. Falling, and that's been a, a, a really a, um, the center of attention for Damian Lillard, and that's been the storyline is that it's been shots that he normally hits. He's normally hitting those deep threes, and those have just really been off, and uh, coming off the screens and uh, the step back threes, all that type of stuff is just not falling right now. And it should start falling, falling, you hope. Um, but right now it just isn't. And um, for a guy that, that relies so heavily on his outside shooting, um, it's tough to see that, but you hope it comes around uh, and the Blazers needed to come around uh, because again, Damian Lillard wants to be there and the Blazers wanted to be there. So it's only going to help if your top scorer is being that top scorer um, and doing the stuff that he does down the stretch. It's incredibly important. So for a guy that drives that offense, um, you need your, your top dog rolling. And right now he isn't. So we'll see what happens with him. But to go from a top MVP candidate to really, really struggling um, here early on, it's tough to see. To me, and I thought the answer for you would be probably the new rules and how free throws have taken a hit. Um, because let's see here. Normally, he's at he averages seven free throws a game over the past couple seasons. This year, he's averaging just three point. Or yeah, this year he's averaging just four points, four free throws a game. He's 
Last year, 7.2 free throws a game. Uh, year before, 7.8. I mean, the last time he was this low in his career was his rookie year at 3.9. Um, so I thought that would maybe be your answer. I, I just think overall Portland, I, I think they need to shake things up, blow things up there. Um, I don't think it's working. I don't think it's going to work, especially in the West now. Um, I mean, how good the West is, it, it's always been. Um, I think their peak was a couple years ago where they actually ended up getting swept by the Golden State Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. Um, and I don't think it's Dame that, you know, obviously I think they want to build around him, but I think it's the others around him. Um, and I think it's only a matter of time, even though he just said, a, you know, a couple of days ago, he's 10 toes down in Portland. I think it's only a matter of time before he's the next uh, guy who, and I think he'll do it in, in, a, in a graceful way because that's how he seems he handles himself. But basically tells the organization, hey, you know, let's let's move, let's part ways and um, you guys find a good def- destination, you know, find a destination I want to be at, but also that suits you guys with the return. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, we've talked about this before in the offseason, if that happens within the next couple months or by next season, even though it's a long time from now. Um, but any last thoughts before we get out of here? No, I was just going to say, uh, to wrap up here, uh, I do think it's important to note that he wasn't that much the same uh, for the USA team in Tokyo. Uh, he, he just wasn't the guy that we thought he was going to be um, throughout a lot of the games that we saw. And we did say t- see Team USA as a whole uh, not perform the best, but even Damian Lillard being a uh, uh, one of the top guys on the offense, uh, we saw him struggle at times. So uh, maybe that was to be foreseen in this uh, upcoming season, and maybe we should have seen that coming a little bit. But uh, you hope he gets um, back to what he was last season because he really did have a historical season uh, offensively last year. For sure. Um, where can they find us on social media, Jake? Uh, if you're new around here, so that way they can find it. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, I'll basically do it. Where can they find us, Jake? You guys can check us out um, at underscore around the league, underscore on Instagram, at underscore ATL podcast, underscore on Twitter. And then remember, we're on all three streaming platforms every Saturday. At least that's what we're trying for. Uh, and so you should expect uh, at least one episode a week. Um, yes. And as the season keeps rolling, uh, we'll keep providing you guys with content. For sure. Also with um, football season, or at least college football season, only really a month left. I'm, I'm really going to be back on track with this podcast. Obviously, if you guys don't know, I do work with a college football team. So um, these past, since really late July, it's been not, you know, I'm, been going 100 miles an hour and uh i love doing the podcast uh with jake and ha- doing it for you guys so um take you know to take an hour out of my day and just get to w- sit here and, and talk basketball um and have you guys listen to it we really appreciate it uh we appreciate it you know all you guys who have listened to all 90 something podcast or have been here for a while and if you're new around here welcome and uh yeah that'll basically do it peace out peace